Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. It is Wednesday, January 13th. 
2021. Guys, January is almost over. What the heck? How? 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 Our quote of the day, keep your vitality. A life without health is like a river without water. That's from someone whose name I don't know how to pronounce. It is. I looked it up. Maxime Lagasse. Maxime Lagasse. That's a great name, by the way. That is a great name. All right. Well, today, guys, we're going to be chatting with celebrated entrepreneur, C-suite exec, Ryan Iwamoto, the founder of 24-Hour Home Care, which has been a lifeline for me and my mom and our family as we've dealt with our recent health challenges. Today, I thought it'd be really important to have him on to share all of the health hacks we need to get through this time. So many people are going through um, a lot of health challenges as we have been faced with this pandemic in this last year. Um, And navigating those has gotten exceptionally challenging. And the decisions to, you know, care at home, go to a nursing facility. The nursing facilities, I was reading a lot of articles recently where it became such a challenging choice for people because they knew once you submit or admitted someone into a nursing facility, you might not see them. You know, you, oh, now you're doing God. the window talks and you have no idea what's going on on the inside. And it's already hard enough, I think, to make that decision to send someone into a nursing facility. Uh, you're in that kind of no choice scenario, I feel like. And then, you know, you always worry about the care. And now you have no way to oversee. You have no way to check and make sure. Um, so it's it's really challenging. So I figured we would have Ryan on to help us figure out a lot of the things that you would never, ever think of. And I like to be prepared, right? Better to have been prepared and not have had the opportunity than the opposite. And so there's a whole process that I was unaware of um, when you have someone that is in the hospital and then you have to make that decision and then the discharge and then how you accept a patient at home and what you need to have prepared and what you need to do and how Medicare works and all of these things and what insurance covers, what they don't. So for anybody out there, who thinks they might be in this position at some point or who is in this position, or if you're a friend of somebody, I hope that this show is really helpful to you today so that you can navigate this uh, gracefully and as easily as possible. We're really going to have Ryan share with you guys cost-effective ways to execute this. You know, a lot of times the care, as we've talked about, falls on the daughter And I have gotten so many incredible messages from you guys on my Instagram account uh, saying that it's the greatest honor to be the caretaker to your loved one. But obviously, it's very challenging and it's a lot of work. Um, How can we alleviate some of those pressures within your budgets so that you can also take care of you and that you aren't, you know, Um, coming apart at the seams. And so that's what's really interesting to me. I really want to make sure that we figure out a way to help those caretakers and, uh, and, and give them a break from time to time. I'm so glad you're bringing this up, Maria, because like, 
It would be one thing to do a show where we talk about caretaking and strategies and hacks, which of course we will do, but to have that angle of affordability, ways to save money, ways mm -hmm. to incorporate insurance. This is the really tangible kind of roadmap stuff that we offer on our show. Um, so for those of you listening, like Maria said, you said it so beautifully, but if it's you or if it's a friend, this is so valuable. We encourage you to listen. And um, there's someone in your life who needs to hear this, even if it's not exactly you today, mm -hmm. it will be you tomorrow or someone else that you love. I like that point, Jeff, because I feel like these are the sort of things that no one talks about, mm -hmm. right? Unless, until you get into that situation and then you're a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. No idea what to do, where to look, who to turn to. Yep. So great points, Kelsey, because I was that chicken for a second. Right? But like, you know, the hospital will give you some names of companies and then you go and you research and then you're throwing up in your mouth at the prices and then right. you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And, and you feel like you have to. And you don't know what insurance covers and yep. you're you're already distraught at, mm -hmm. you know, what's been going on. And now, yes, you're lucky that the patient's coming home, but now you're the doctor and you're the nurse. It's so challenging. And so you need the proper care. And you need a company that's going to be a great support to you. And luckily, that's what 24-hour home care has been for us. And any kind of hiccups that we encountered that were, you know, a natural thing, it's just how it is, like they stepped up. And so um, I thought it'd be really helpful and important for people because, you know, you're right. It doesn't happen. It, it, no one talks about this stuff, right? This is kind of like that secret hidden world that nobody talks about. Because it's not glamorous. Exactly. Yeah. Not glamorous and it's challenging. Like even that photo I posted of my mom the other day, I was like, oh God, do I post it? It was like a beautiful moment. Um, Demi, our caretaker, um, took it of all of us in there. And you get nervous because you're like, how are people going to receive this and blah, blah, blah. But I like showing what this kind of looks like sometimes without, you know, going too far. It's, it's a lot emotionally and it's a lot in a lot of ways. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. And, um, and I think that if we don't share this stuff, people will feel alone and they won't feel like they, um, they're being seen or heard and caretaking is going to be a massive crisis with Alzheimer's on the rise and dementia and, you know, so many, obviously with COVID, it just completely became a new, a new game. So anyway, you guys know when I'm curious about something, um, I always go for it and having gone through it, I'm like, yep, I think people need to know this. 
So. And Maria, I think, like, I want to thank you for that. Because I think, like I said, this conversation, ne- it's never happened before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know what to do. So I think that it's really, really special and really, really cool that you do this and you share and you're so open and willing to share. So thanks. Thanks, so thanks. Kelsey. You're this so is welcome. how I created my segments for the today show. It was always out of need or like yeah. total curiosity. I'm like, no, people need to figure this out. Like if I'm having a hard time, that means someone else is having a hard time. And what's hard in those formats is you have two minutes. <laughs> how do you get it all in two minutes? I mean, I know I can't because I have so many questions. So we're going to get to all of them and I will encourage anyone in the chat who might have questions to to jump in and ask and you know we'll try to field those in the middle of the conversation with Ryan. In the meantime, let's talk about sperm kings. The thing I love, we have a, a Slack, just a little behind the scenes, kind of peek behind the curtain of our production team. If any of y'all use Slack, we love Slack. It has like saved our production workflow. Uh-huh. But we have one channel on there, which is think of it like an email thread that's purely devoted to topics we love that would be great for our segment ones in the show. <laughs> and all of a sudden I get this headline that's like, the sperm kings are ending. And I'm like, what is this? And it's this really interesting deep dive on like sperm bank and sperm donation subculture. Uh, Maria, what interested you about this? I want to see. Well, I sent it to you a couple days ago. So my brain doesn't really hold a lot of information. My USB drive's like very full. Um, but um, it was that they were running low and there are so many people that wanted pandemic babies, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, do you, you must remember the article even better than me at this point. That was part of it. There was sort of a lot of interesting things happening in this article. And I'd be curious to hear from you too. And especially, you know, Maria, you've been open with your surrogacy journey. What is your thought on like the sperm bank process? But the two things that were really interesting were, yes, one of them is that the sperm banks are running low. Obviously with COVID, it's easy, it's harder to kind of give that in-person donation. Mm. And um, the second thing is that I think women are reevaluating their lives right now. They've been forced to slow down or take a step back or relationships ending or starting, whatever. So I think demand is raised as supply has dropped. Mm-hmm. And um, the other very interesting thing was just getting into the culture of, you know, like those mass donators. So those dudes who just love donating their sperm. I mean, oh there's this gosh. whole other interesting <laughs> subculture of guys who have 50 biological children because they've donated so much sperm. So this is an unrelated segment. We can cover it on another day. But I heard a story about this group of about 50 people that are all half siblings biologically, and they take trips together. They rent a bus like once a year and take these like sperm trips. And they're all kind of close. They have their own parents. Does the sperm donor go? Does the sperm donor go? (laughs) He goes, yeah. He's like a weird cult dad. No way. Um, But it's all good. It's all actually like, happy Jeff's like, like it's, it's all a good time so yeah because they all kind of look alike though because they all have just the same like they're actually my father. neighbors right down the street well that <laughs> doesn't that present such an interesting like thing for ancestry.com yeah right like yeah. you must get pinged all day long like oh you have a half brother you have a half sister jeff graham's been busy he's been making all the money <laughs> at the bank there are a lot of grams I, around I have never donated. I would think about it. I'd have to talk about it with Laura, though, because there are some ethical questions you have to ask. Am I ready to have a child? You know, it's like you, me, you really have to think about the implications <laughs> of your decision. Jeff, you would never. I know you. You would no. absolutely never. I don't think I would. You would probably become Magic Mike and start stripping <laughs> before you did that for money. Yep, I agree. 
Not right now. I think I've got my quarantine bod right now, so no stripping for me. But maybe when I get back to the gym. <laughs> I could see him magic miking for money, but I can't see him uh, singing a cappella and magic miking. Yeah, that would never happen. That would never happen. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's interesting to think that people wanted pandemic babies because when the pandemic hit, two or three days before, we found our surrogate. And I was like, I remember signing the paperwork at AfterBuzz and I was getting it done and I was like, yes, this is amazing. And then quickly it was like, oh, what the frig is happening? Okay, maybe this will just be a little bit. We put it on hold. And then I was like, um, yeah, we're in unknown waters and definitely don't think having someone carry my baby right now is a good idea, right? And because you're already going to be panicked and nervous about somebody carrying your baby um, and then, you know, the pandemic on top of it. So we, we put it on hold. And then at some point we realized, okay, this isn't going away. And then I started noticing that I know so many people who were pregnant through this pandemic and they delivered and everything's fine. And yes, it was probably incredibly challenging for some because you couldn't have anybody there or whatever, but it happened and people were safe and healthy. So having a pandemic baby that headline kind of grabbed me because I was like, hmm, people actually really want to do this. But if you think about it, Jeff, the women that are working from home, there are probably a, there's probably a certain sector of women who are like, yeah, I'm working from home. So if I'm ever going to do it, this might be the moment where I can actually be with my baby. Yes, it's going to be challenging trying to juggle everything, but I might be able to do this in a much better way. I think, I mean, and for a lot of the celebrities, I feel like we've seen who have gotten pregnant, they never have time like this at home. They're on sets, they're on Mm -hmm. this, they're on that. So they're like, I'm taking advantage of this. Yeah. It is a greater conversation to look at how work-life culture is going to change after the pandemic. You know, people are working at home out of necessity right now, but I think a lot of people have tasted what it's like to maybe take a Friday at home and handle things over Zoom, save gas, you're not driving to and from work. And Mm -hmm. I will be... I'm expecting to feel a shift in the way people work once things settle down. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, this is this has changed everything. People aren't wanting to keep offices anymore. It's like, why have that overhead? I mean, you know, there are positives to a lot of this stuff. Um, but yeah, we were working like crazy people. Like, why not do it from home if you're going to be effective? But I think this is forcing people to learn how to be effective from home too. Like yeah. people who may not have been um, that kind of person. Cause there was a minute where it was like, you know, there were the Tim Ferriss's of the world who were championing like, you know, the three or four day work week and, you know, work from home. And you're like, okay, but that's for like a certain group of people that can handle it. Mm-hmm. Now we really haven't had much of a choice on who is going to be good and who isn't going to be. Right. I mean, the jury's but still it's... out on log cabin, Jeff. Like we have to see if Jeff <laughs> log cabin, log Jeff is going to work out. <laughs> we'll you give know. it one more week and see. <laughs> so, um, you know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's changing everything. It'll be super interesting. Yeah. I, um, I'm not mad I'm... about not running around LA. Yeah. Well, Maria, you were kind of a champion of zoom pre pandemic. I have to credit you on that. Thank you. A lot of people laughed at me. I was mocked, but first Did they, they mocked really? you. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I never knew. I knew that you had done it, but I didn't know people made fun of you for it. Yeah, people were like, that's kind of weird. But after surgery, I was kind of like, I I need to kind of be talking and doing things. But I knew I couldn't physically. It was like a lot. 
So I would do like little Zoom meetings. And I was like, isn't this so much? I used to like try to get everybody on my team. Like, isn't this so much better than us driving, stressing, looking for parking, forgetting that we need a gas? Oh my God, I have to eat. Oh my God, I got to do this. I'm like, we're right here. And we're still having the same conversation we were going to have without all of that shit, all Mm -hmm. of that stress, all of the possibilities of crashes and madness and, you know, whatever. We do it. We're done. I can go get my water downstairs. I can have a snack if I want. So that's what I was doing. Um, I was all on board Ahead of your time, Maria. So let's talk about the only reason to leave your house, and that's for your Dunkin' Break. <laughs> so for today's Dunkin' Break, we're pairing Dunkin' Croissant Stuffers with the all-new Dunkin' Explorer Batch Coffee. Um, I am a very big fan of the Dunkin' Explorer Batch. We did have it, I think it was like last week. And the first taste, I was kind of like, I don't know. And then after that, I fell totally in love. You know me. It takes me a second sometimes for something new. But it is a globally sourced blend with smoky dark berry notes, and it's an adventure in every sip, guys. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's really, really delicious. I love it. And the croissant stuffers, I've got mine right here. Um, they're excellent. Jeff, you can be the the uh, the demo I man for right now. I have to be right honest. Now. This is another example of just candid Jeff. I got two, and I had one on the way home from Duncan. Yeah, I okay. literally, in the car, went, oh, my gosh after i had a bite they are so good <laughs> let me take a bite now and describe it okay that was the smallest all, bite ever describe have you it, had <laughs> an asiago cheese bread that's yeah. what's on the outside oh, yeah. so it almost tastes like you're like at this french bakery because the outside is so crispy mm. and it's that really kind of elegant asiago cheese taste and then the inside is like soft mm. and gooey mm. and it's flaky and Love. crispy all at the same time. Yep. This is my new, this might overtake the bagel bites for me. They're so good. Oh, I don't know if I can take the bagel bites it's a over. hot take. There's nothing like that, like that creamy middle, like that surprise right. inside. Right. The bagel bites are the bomb. I don't think anything will beat the bagel bites for me ever. That's my number one favorite. But of course, I like variety. So, of course. well, and the yeah. nice thing about the croissants, you two, there's options, right? So, Maria, you have the three cheese mm-hmm. because you don't do chicken, but there is a bacon chicken one. So, damn, damn. I know they really outdo themselves Guys, every day. Better together runs on Duncan. America runs on Duncan, and we are better together because. Mm-hmm. I am hunting Kelsey every morning. Are you here yet? <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> I have to say something too, Maria. We got the funniest, sweetest video from one of our listeners who said that her husband calls our podcast the Duncan Podcast. Dead. No, I watched the video. It was amazing. <laughs> we'll post it. Did you post it yet? No, I'll post it. Post it. It was amazing. I loved it. It made me so happy. Um, so cute. It was yeah. so sweet. It's like I said, it's always nice to work with brands that you genuinely love and are genuinely a fan of. So, um, that's what we get to do here and we're really excited and we love our partnership with Duncan. Um, so guys, let's get to our interview with Ryan. So Ryan Iwamoto is an award-winning. Yep. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Entrepreneur, the founder of 24-Hour Home Care, He serves on multiple boards as an acclaimed healthcare consultant. In these stressful times, Ryan's here to provide insight on how we can take care of our loved ones safely, effectively, and affordably, and even during a pandemic. So Ryan, thank you so much for being with us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be on the show. So let's first talk about why you and your partners created 24-Hour Home Care. Yeah. So- why is it very, very important when starting a business, especially for entrepreneurs? They say there's three things that you need when you start a business as an entrepreneur. One, you got to have an unmet need that you can solve. Number two is you got to have the skill set and the work ethic to be able to solve it. And number three is your passion or your why to do what you do. And especially when it's you have tough times it is your why that's going to be able to get you through those, those tough times. Mm -hmm. And as your business grows, you're going to need to bring on people that believe in your why that's going to join you in that journey. I love that. That we got to clip out guys, because I've never heard anybody talk about those three steps so succinctly um, for wanting to be an entrepreneur, because you're right in the tough times, what's going to carry you is the why is the passion. Um, I love that. hundred percent. Uh, so like for 24 hour home care, our company, why is impacting people's lives by making a difference every day. We try to make it visible as possible. So I, I brought my difference maker shirt on for today to really hi- highlight that. But I think for my personal, why that's shifted, uh, throughout starting the business. I think in the beginning, it started as seeing the need and seeing the opportunity, um, before 24 hour home care, I worked for a large nationwide home health company. Um, where I learned a lot about uh, the growing population of seniors. Every single day, 10,000 seniors turn, or every single day, 10,000 people turn 65 until the year 2030. Uh, For the first time in American history, the population of 65 and up is going to surpass the population of 18 and under. I think that's like by the year 2034. Wow. Uh, People are getting older, people are living longer, and they want to stay in the home. So I think seeing that opportunity and the need uh, was definitely one of my whys. But also, combined with that, during my time working with a, the uh, home health company, I had the challenge of finding a caregiver for my grandmother. And I found how hard it is to mm-hmm. find quality caregivers uh, that, are good f- that are a good fit for uh, a loved one. And we struggled. It was a huge challenge. We went through many caregivers, but I also found that once you do find the right caregivers, how much of a game changer that is. And I think seeing those two lenses of the professional and also the personal was the reason why we started 24 hour home care. 
Wow. And you guys have branches all over the country. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So uh, we are in three states. So we have 20 locations. So we're in California, Arizona, and Texas. Yeah, I didn't realize. Um, so this probably, well, actually, I won't assume, you know, a lot of businesses had a lot of tough times during this year. Did you guys see more business in the pandemic? Uh, so I think uh, we were hit with COVID-19, uh, no doubt about it. Um, I think one of the things that I'm extremely fortunate about is that, you know, we are part of the solution uh, to protect the communities out there. And also in the industry that we're in, uh, we're able to help. And I have friends that were business owners of other in, in other industries. And with literally a flick of a switch, their business went to zero overnight. Yeah. And I'm grateful <clears throat> that, uh, you know, we were not in that position uh, but yeah, I think from a business standpoint, I think when COVID first hit, we were down about 20 to 30%. Uh, people just were fearful of having people in the homes, which I get mm, 100%. I forgot about that part. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've never seen you know the hours of care that we provide just go down so much. But uh, on the flip side, it, it has created a lot of positives for us. Um, I think one is just really increasing the spotlight on home care and the need for home care. So it's led to many conversations with hospitals, uh, health plans, uh, and to just different organizations of leveraging home care to help people. Because essentially we know that the home is the safest place Mm -hmm. where a person can recover. And that leads into everything that we do. So what are those conversations like? I'm curious because you know, my mission that I know I'm going to be undertaking and uh, I'm sure it won't be easy, is to figure out how to get home care covered by insurance for people because it is something that the need gets bigger and bigger. And as I was talking earlier, with Alzheimer's um, growing at the rate that it's growing, um, we're going to have a, a caretaking crisis. And so I wonder what your conversations are like with these hospitals and with these um, insurance providers, because we do need to find a way to make a way to make this covered by insurance because people can't do it. It's too much. Yeah. So the exciting part is we're starting to see the needle move uh, in terms of funding home care right now, just so your audience knows it is mainly an out of pocket service. And most people don't realize that. Most people think, okay, well, my insurance is going to cover it, but that's not necessarily the case. So it is an out-of-pocket service. Over the last, I would say, two or three years, we've seen a big shift in uh, hospitals, uh, managed care organizations, health insurance companies looking to fund home care. Uh, but it's it's small steps now. Um, just for example, in, in two years ago, in 2019, um, Medicare, you know, which is insurance for people that are 65 and up, uh, they announced that their Medicare Advantage plans can start writing in home care as a supplemental benefit uh, in their uh, policies, which is a huge step, right? This is we what does that mean before. in like regular people terms? <laughs> because my mom is under Medicare, but her home health isn't covered by insurance. Yeah. So Medicare Advantage is uh, or basically Medicare allows companies, private companies to manage Medicare benefits. 
So part of that is if they can manage it and create other benefits uh, to support the patient, they can, they can do that. So one of the benefits is transportation, adult daycare, home care, they can write that into the plan if it makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing some of the plans start to do that. So for example, I'll give you two, uh, two uh, examples. So Anthem has a Medicare Advantage plan. And part of the supplemental benefit is that they can provide tra- transitional care, uh, home care services, which they would utilize a company like 24 Hour Home Care for. So uh, they can get anywhere from like 20 to 40 hours to help them transition from hospital to home. Mm-hmm. Another benefit is respite care. And this is something that I'm really excited to see because this is a benefit that, you know, usually it's for the member, right? If the benefit applies to the member, but this benefit is probably one of the first I've seen where it's actually for the caregiver. What's the, what kind of, what's it it called? Respite. So you, you can use a certain amount of hours of care to bring in a caregiver to give you some time as a primary caregiver to, uh, get some time off. And uh, it's really exciting to see that type of movement happen uh, with some of the insurance companies. Well, because a lot of times what you see is the caregiver gets sick, taking care of the sick. 100%. Happens very often. Uh, And I've been in this industry for 15 years. I can't tell you how many times where you know, we're, we, we come in to provide care for uh, the patient but it's the primary caregiver, the family member or spouse is the one that unfortunately passes away before the person that we're providing the care for. It happens wow. quite often. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think it just speaks to, and, and you've experienced this, right? The stress, the responsibilities, mm-hmm. the emotional toll that it takes of, of caring for somebody. Yeah. I mean, we've gone through it for the last four and a half years and, you know, also, you don't kind of see where you're at sometimes because you've been at it for so long and you can't see through the forest. Right. But you know, there are just these moments where you're struggling and you don't realize, Oh, we've gone to the next level. We now need more help. Um, and sometimes if people don't even recognize that it'll be too late. So I remember the facility that we took my mom to in Mexico, Baja Medgate, was started by a woman who got cancer, taking care of her mom with cancer. And she created this facility so that when you signed up to get treatment, they also took care of the caregiver that was with them. So when my mom and dad went, I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Down to Mexico. 
when my mom got IVs, my dad got IVs. When my mom got, you know, any kind of, you know, meals or whatever, they took care of him too. So they took his blood work. They made sure he was okay as well. It was kind of like a twofer. And I think that's definitely, it's encouraging to know that, that people are moving in that direction to care about the caregiver as well. Um, Because I remember even when we first got my mom home and Tara from, is it RN Health? That we were R and health management, yeah. They were amazing. And so she looked at me and she's like, We're actually worried about you. (laughs) And so, you know, and it wasn't because I didn't have great care in place, but I also am I'm also doing so much more than maybe the average person is. And um I'm thinking twenty steps ahead at all times and thinking about how we're gonna now start to treat the cancer. It's like, okay, we've got her home. You know, she's got care. Okay, but I got to start worrying about all this stuff. And I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. We were in the middle of a construction zone. There was so much yeah. going on at this house. She's like, we're worried about you. We don't think you're going to be okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I've been doing this for a long time. Trust me, I'll be fine. But it isn't for most people. Yeah. And I think it goes a lot to, I think what you guys said on the show on Monday is, you know, not being afraid to ask for help from your network, mm-hmm. your your friends, your family, uh, and being very direct with some of the help that you, uh, that you need. Cause imagine what you went through Maria and then layering on actually having to provide the care yeah. itself. And I it know. just, it, that layers on and it becomes very challenging. A lot of people are put in that situation of, of dealing with the logistics, the planning, the spreadsheets, and also providing that direct hands-on care too. Um, And it really takes the relationship of uh, daughter, son with mom, dad into being more of a caregiver. And I think oftentimes we get, we come into the scenario to relieve that piece of it. So Mm -hmm. like we can let us be the caregiver. So you can focus on being the daughter or the son to your mom or dad. Yeah. I remember watching when I was younger, my, my aunt had MS And her daughter, my cousin, took care of her. And, I mean, she had to do everything. She was bedridden. And I remember watching her and being like, I can't believe she's she's able to do all of this. And she was a young girl. And, um, And I was so impressed. But I also watched how challenging it was for family. Because people wouldn't, they wouldn't visit as much as you felt like maybe they should because a lot of people don't want to be depressed they don't want their day kind of ruined they don't there are a lot of things so there's like a little bit of the selfishness there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of you know it's just it's so awkward it's so hard and so a lot of people retreat in those scenarios and then you're alone and it's really hard that's why on monday i said like we need to be specific with what we need because i watched how hard it was for us and we have resources and we have help. And I was scared to ask people for anything because I didn't want to take people out away from what they're doing and bother them. But I knew the people who really meant it when they said, I will come over, I will help. And I did ask them in those moments because I felt like I could. Um, yeah. But I know it's really hard for people and, 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 you know, the people who are caregiving on their own are literally heroes um, they really are. But I think that what we need to figure out, and Ryan, I will be challenging you to help me on this project, is we do need to figure out a way to get this covered by insurance, whether it's paying extra a month um, and you are that person with foresight to know, listen, shit happens. I didn't know I was going to get a brain tumor, right? 
I didn't know my mom was going to get a brain tumor. But trust me, as someone who is very, you know, forward thinking, I would have paid the extra for the insurance a month to say, let me just be covered just in case. And I know a lot of people would, and they used to, and then it didn't, it it wasn't fiscally um, uh, successful for insurance companies. So they all abandoned the programs. There are people who still have healthcare covered at home from old, old plans Because I've talked to various uh, insurance people about it, but we need to bring that back for people. So for the people who are dealing with someone and they need that next level of care, or if someone is going to be discharged and come home and they need that next level of care, what are the most important things that someone needs to know to make this a successful um, relationship with their caregivers and a smooth transition. That's a lot in one question, so. Yeah, and I'll try to summarize it as uh, effectively as possible. But I think the first thing that's most important is uh, doing it before you think you need to do it, to Mm -hmm. hire a caregiver. I think that's important. The reason why I share that is because, again, being in this business for over 15 years, the typical client that we meet with, this is the first time they're ever receiving home care. It's a a new service for them. And most of the time it's done in a scramble. So the the typical scenario is we get a call and mom is getting discharged from the hospital tonight or tomorrow morning. And we need a caregiver because the doctor said we need someone there. So what happens is that it creates a lot of stress, a lot of tension, and we need to move fast. Again, we'll be more than happy to move fast, but to make it a successful transition, uh, just like you would for anybody that you bring into uh, a business, right? You're going to want to meet with them. You're going to interview with them. You want to make sure they're a right fit for you and the rest of the team. Uh, and caregiving is the same way. Taking the time to make sure that you have the right fit is so, so important. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely the first thing. Number two is making sure that you are uh, getting all the stakeholders involved in the care da- care making decisions. So for example, are there other family members that are going to be involved with this? You want to make sure that you have good communication around the direction of where you're taking the care because people could have disagreements. I've seen this happen all the time where, you know, one child wants uh, the direction to go one way and then someone else wants to go the other way. So making sure everyone's aligned. And I think that also goes to, um, just making sure that you can leverage all of your resources better because you might have someone that's living local that's going to handle most of the care or responsibilities. And you might have some family members that live farther away. We need to communicate with them to make sure, mm-hmm. hey, what are the expectations when uh, care is being provided? And then the third one is, I think, making a decision on, do you want to go hire someone privately as a caregiver or do you want to go uh, and leverage an agency such as 24-hour home care? So I think there's pros and cons to both. I think if you do plan on hiring someone privately, just understand a few things. One, you are going to be taking on some additional risk involved. Uh, you also will are the employer of the caregiver. So there's a lot of things that come with that mm-hmm. that employer has to do, like withholding taxes, making sure you're following wage and hour laws, paying overtime, uh, things of that nature, but it could be more cost effective for you. So I think there's that other piece to look at. Um, Going with an agency, they can take on a lot of the screening, the reference checking, 
Um, they have a pool of caregivers that you know we can leverage to to make sure we find the right fit. Um, but it could be uh, c- costlier than hiring someone privately. So I think those yeah. are the three decisions that you have to look at to make sure that you have a good fit. Well, and also if you go private, that person when they're sick, what do you do? Yeah. Or when that person has something they have to go deal with, what do you do? So that's the appeal to having an agency because there's always going to be somebody that will be there to help. Um, So I think that if you were trying to do this in a cost-effective way, one of the tips that I would quickly come up with is if you had someone private, I would always keep an agency involved in some capacity, whatever capacity you can afford, so that you always have backups. Because I know I worked with an agency before on a different level of care with my mom. And whenever someone called in sick, we always had somebody there. Yeah. And, and also having someone on the team that can help and know, knows your, your situation, right. Yeah. So starting from scratch every single time. So yeah. I think that's definitely something to look at. I know it could be appealing to pay maybe a few dollars less because you're hiring someone privately, but there are some advantages to uh, hiring the agency. Another piece that uh, I didn't mention is uh, just some of the, uh, the insurances that come with it, the protections and the peace of mind. So uh, if you're hiring someone privately, that falls on you, right? As Mm -hmm. an employer, if if something happens, whether it's gosh forbid theft or something that happens regarding the care, that's going to fall on you. So I think aligning with a home care agency, you know, there's certain things in place and every state's Mm -hmm. a little bit different, but uh, there are some requirements that you need to make sure that there's peace of mind, like bonding, insurance, professional, general liability insurance, uh, that's included. So Ryan, how do you suggest, as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. For the everyday person who's listening to this, who's doing it themselves, who is spread so thin financially, What kind of tips and tricks and hacks do you have? Like, I think we can also share what, let's say, because most people hopefully are are dealing with some level of insurance where like, you know, with Medicare, there's someone that comes and does the bathing twice a week and they'll supply, you know, supplies and they'll handle certain, you know, transportation. I mean, I'm learning all this. My mom's going to get her MRI today. So I had to figure out transportation and just trying to organize one trip to Cedar Sinai was over four hours. 
of finding the transportation company. Are they available? Scheduling, when are they available to do the MRI? No, they're not available. Okay, gotta go back to the transportation company. Are you ready for this time? Can you do this time? Hold for that time. Let me see if they're ready. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have a lift team in place? So then then we have to get the lift team in place. There's so many things that I would never have known that you have to consider. And it's, it's just a lot of work. And so, um, so what, what are the hacks where you can save with, let's say, like a Medicare? And then what are the hacks that you see as someone um, who does this every day, and this is your business, so that someone can get a little relief without going bankrupt? Yeah, great question. And this is a question that we get pretty much majority of the time when we're meeting with families. Um, so I, I wouldn't say there's necessary hacks, but I think there's definitely things that you can do to help prepare yourself for this. So I think one is to understand what does Medicare cover and, and what does it not cover? So Medicare does cover your home health. So that's a skilled nurse or physical therapy, occupational therapy that can come out and go and provide these intermittent visits to make sure that you're recovering at home. But if you need somebody that is there for every day, we call ADLs or uh, activities of daily living, like getting dressed, bathing, grooming, getting meals, making sure people are taking their medications, you're going to need to hire a caregiver. And that's where we come on board. So yes, caregiving can be expensive. All right, no doubt about it. But I think the first thing to consider with home care uh, versus maybe put, you know, going to an assisted living community or a skilled nursing uh, community is that one, home care is dynamic. It's flexible. So you don't need to just provide or get 24-hour care for the service, which could be costly. You could work with whatever schedule or budget that works for you. So, for example, um, we have people that might need 24-hour care. But at night, there really isn't too much involved. So the family can potentially keep eyes on uh, the person where we can provide the caregiver during the daytime. Or maybe you just need us for respite care. So person needs maybe the weekends off and we can provide care just for the weekends. So it can be very, very flexible in terms of what uh, schedule that you need that makes it work for you financially. Um, Whereas again, for some of the different communities, you you pay for where you live and and that's pretty much what you get there. So I think that's one thing. I think the second thing is uh, there are certain programs out there that could pay for it. Now, I'm not going to get people too excited here because it's not like this is going to just fully cover home care, but there are certain things that can help. So one, if you are a veteran, there's this great benefit that you get, which is called the VA aid and attendance benefit. And that can cover up to about 3000. It goes up kind of every year, but about $3,000 to help pay for home care or assisted living. Like a uh, month, a year, how much? No, that, that's in total. Oh, in total. wow. That goes so fast. Again, like I said, it's not going to solve <laughs> but it's the something. whole problem, but it's something. Well, you Especially- have to find things where and take whatever you can to supplement, right? Like, so it's like, even if you're going to utilize Medicare for whatever they can, you gotta, you gotta cut whatever corners you can. Yeah. And I think also is check with your, uh, local city resources. So something your listeners can Google is, you know, whatever city you live in and you can type in caregiver resource center. So city plus caregiver resource center. And oftentimes you'll find a lot of local community-based organizations 
maybe they might not be able to provide home care. Some do. They they have grants that you know can provide for some home care, but a lot of them provide care management services, social work services, uh, mental health services, uh, caregiver uh, resource groups where you can meet with other caregivers to, um, to learn some tips and tricks and uh, to chat about what you're going through. Uh, so there are a lot of resources in the community that often aren't leveraged and they're out there. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is just making sure you find uh, the right places to go to. But a lot, oftentimes you can just Google it and you can find some things. And I think some words to look for when you're going on these different sites, whether it's a, a resource center or a community-based organization is look for terms like care management services or social work services. Um, usually that will come with um, uh, resources that are available for you. Mm -hmm. I know when I was back East, I was seeing advertisements for, um, you know, we'll pay you to be the caregiver if you're the loved one. Have you heard of those? Yeah. So, uh, so outside, so California has what's called Medi-Cal. So that's for, uh, lower income people. So they do get a benefit for home care. And then outside of California, it's called Medicaid. So these are, again, for lower, very lower income people. So some Medicaid programs allow the person, a family member, to sign up as a caregiver. And then the, uh, the insurance will pay the family member to be the caregiver. Got it. So Medi-Cal and Medicaid, what are the differences? Uh, it's the same thing. Medi-Cal is just Medicaid in California. Oh, got it. It okay. just takes a different name. But, so they'll uh, Medicaid, pay you. It's for the lower income population. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then, so the other thing is, and I know you said you can be flexible with the hours, but have you ever structured something specific or is it, is it challenging? Cause I imagine like everyone has different needs, but if like, okay, I need my morning so that I can, you know, get up, get to work, um, you know, at least start my, my days. So maybe it's like, I have a caretaker that comes in, like, what is, what's the minimum hours you can have a caretaker come in? Yeah. For? So that, that just depends on home care companies. Some don't have minimum, some do. So I think it goes back to making sure you ask all the, the right questions, mm-hmm. right. And uh, <clears throat> don't sugarcoat your, what you want. Uh, and then the home care company should be able to let you know what they can and can't do. I will say this, you know, we try to be as flexible as possible, but I know with COVID-19, it, it's been challenging because yeah. you have less caregivers that are able to work and maybe more fearful of working during this time. So just from a personal standpoint, I know we're facing uh, a challenge of, of having enough caregivers to meet the, the demands that we're, we're getting for the caregivers. But I would just say, be very open about what you want and work with the agencies to see if they can fit your schedule. And for the most part, uh, I think the, the agencies are going to be trying to be as accommodating as possible um, yeah. to meet uh, what you're looking for. Like I know um, this is just very, you know, inside our home kind of ideas, but I was looking at it and I was like, okay, how can I handle this? Maybe she won't need like nighttime care at some point. Right. Because it is, it's a lot. And so 
I was like, okay, what if we fed dinner early? Like she ate at five. Then that means, I know this is so crazy, guys, and so intense. And please forgive me for the descriptive nature of this. Not crazy wise. But you have to you have to think of these things to figure out where you're going to be able to cut corners. So it's like maybe then like any kind of bowel movements or all that will happen before a certain hour. So I was tracking with the logs. Like, okay, if we can get everything done by 11, maybe between 12 and 6 – we're good, right? So yeah. there's this this unit that we've used, um, and I don't know if you were familiar with it before me, but it's called PureWick. So PureWick is this incredible device that they were using at Cedars on my mom, and it's almost like a catheter, but it's a non-invasive catheter. It's like a sponge, and it's you just pop it on. It's like super easy, and then it suctions out urine. So then she'll never be in a wet diaper at night. So that's a big concern, right? When you start to learn about this stuff, you can't have them, you know, we don't want bed sores. They got to be shifted and moved, but an alternating mattress is a great tip. Um, So when they, when you're, you're getting a patient to come home, and I know this only from experience now, they'll call you and they'll say, okay, you know, we need to get these items in place for her. Medicare is going to call you or whatever. So they'll say, do you want an alternating mattress? I think it was a little extra to get the alternating mattress. I said, yes. Um, and so you get the alternating mattress and that's supposed to help you not have to turn them as much. Right, Ryan? Yep. Yep. So it limits the turning that you have to do every two hours or so. It, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. So for us, what we realized at some point was, you know, she also needs to sleep at night. So it was getting really challenging because we were poking and prodding and moving and doing all this stuff and the woman wasn't sleeping. So I was like, okay, Kirby and Gigi, they were our night nurses. I was like, guys, just like the bare minimum moving now. We're looking at her. She's safe. She doesn't have any sores. Her skin is intact. We've got the alternating mattress. Let's just try to, you know, keep it to, you know, when she has to be changed maybe and then one or two other shifts. And so what's great about that is like, you know, you, you have to keep changing how you're caring, which is, you know, you got to keep looking at your player. What does the player need right now? And so, um, it helped her get her sleep, but the pure wick is amazing because now she'd have to be waking, woken up all the time for any kind of situations. And then if you can do dinner feedings early enough so that all of that is done at a certain time, not only can that help you cut a corner potentially at night because I'm a problem solver. So I'm sharing this stuff with you guys, but also then you can cut the corner of, uh, she can get sleep, which is great. And then maybe that's where you get your break in caregiving. Um, and so I, I give you guys those tips just for that. And we can link pure wick in the description because it's such a game changer, that thing. Um, I love it. So well, one thing I'll add too, Marie, is that I think technology has been getting better in terms of being able to do some of the things that you're doing. So um, just even recently, Apple Watch, now the watch does fault detection. So you know, if some falls, they can use the, the watch alerts family members to let them know. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's come a long way. I think the uses of cameras and notifications can also help too. Yeah. Um, you know, we still have the, the rescue alerts or the life alerts that you can use that, you know, if, well, oftentimes we're brought in at the nighttime because of potential falls from bed to you know, using the restroom. Mm-hmm. So some of those things could help uh, in terms of uh, 
uh, you know, limiting the, the necessary need for caregiving. Have you found, Ryan, a life alert that you've liked? Because I remember buying a whole system once and I realized that my mom had a memory issue because of the brain cancer. My dad was having a memory issue because of just probably having to deal with the brain cancer <laughs> and just the overwhelmment of everything. And <clears throat> when you know your players, my parents are not very organized people. They're the greatest people at so many things. Organization is not their thing. So all of them required charging. And I'm like, this is never going to happen. They're never going to charge these things because I've bought them everything. I've bought them Apple Watches. I've bought my dad the sunglasses that have music so that, you know, he can like ride his tractor and play his music, but have sunglasses. I bought none of them get used past that first usage because when the battery dies, they didn't do it. So I couldn't find one that I liked that was that would cure that issue. So I'm curious if you know of any. You know, if you actually go back to some of the more old school technology, they used to not require charging. So I have to look in my my Rolodex just to confirm that. But I know we worked with a company called Resculer, and that's why I use that name. Uh, so the pendant had a battery in there, mm-hmm. and usually the battery would last for several years. So you didn't have to yes. press it. Or, like sorry, that. you didn't have to charge it on a daily basis. Um, so I think actually a lot of the older technology, you didn't have to do that. Um, but it, yeah, it might come with less uh, capabilities, like maybe f- the actual like auto fall detection. Mm-hmm. You might not have that, but the button itself to alert a responder it works. And you can have that for two years. Actually, my, we use that for my grandmother. Um, she always wore it. And the good part about it is now they're looking cooler and cooler before it used to be this big old you know, <laughs> button that they would have to wear, yeah. but now it comes on a watch or it's a little bit smaller. So it's not so visible. Um, but yeah, I think technology has come a long way. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to look into that. Well, we were having a problem with my mom falling too. And that was, you know, I was like, okay, we need these, these little devices, but it was, it was challenging to find that. Um, I'll also say the baby monitors have been really helpful. So I've had one in her room. It gave me peace of mind in the beginning to know that if I wanted to see how she was or, or what was happening, I could, but it also will alert you when someone's moving, Yeah, which is great. So if you don't, if you can't afford night care or don't want to do night care for whatever reason, um, you can utilize that and it will alert you and let you know, um, my favorite reason to look at it is to see if she's awake. And then I know I can like run down there and have a conversation with her. Cause you know, she's been sleeping through a lot of stuff for so long. So then I'm like, Oh, she's up. And I had it on my phone. So I'm like, Oh, okay, this is my moment. Let me run in there. Um, but I will say, um, you know, one of the, the most beautiful moments is when I would hear them engaging with my mom and laughing, like hearing the giggles, and, um, you know, seeing Wendy hold my mom's hand and I was just like, oh, because when you have the relief to know that they're in good hands, then you can go off and do the things that you need to do. And for me, not only is it everything else I'm doing, but, you know, I'm always thinking, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to beat the cancer? How are we going to get to the next level? Like, it's not enough that she's home, how are we going to get her out of that bed? How are we going to get her walking? How are we going to get the tumor shrinking? How are we going to, I'm looking down the field and I'm able to do that because I have great care. And I don't remember what show it was. 
where I was talking about the girls specifically just this week. Oh, I believe it was Monday's The Chat Show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can't say enough good yeah. things about our team, Ryan. They're incredible. Demi, Gigi, Wendy, Kirby. We've got, you know, the Fantastic Four. Shit. We get the Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, and, and I appreciate you you mentioning that. And every time I get to share that with them, they just they open up. They love it. They love the feedback. So I think that's another tip, too, when you do find great caregivers make sure they know how they're doing and make sure that if they are doing a great job that that is being communicated because um, i think sometimes it could be a very thankless uh role and uh, i think it's very important that we uh always make sure we give that positive feedback yeah we um we love them we think of them as family and uh and you know i look forward to each shift change i'm like oh hi and last night i thought Gigi was coming in and I made, I was making her latte, make a latte for her every night. So sometimes I've been like in bed exhausted and I'm about to fall asleep. I'm like, oh shit, it's Gigi's night. I got to get up and I'll go downstairs and I'll make her her latte. Um, but it was Kirby last night. And so, and you know, with Kirby, what was interesting is um, her mom had a stroke. I think it was like Christmas Eve yes, and yeah. she was taking care of her mom. And then at some point coming in and taking care of my mom and she's like, listen, we're in this together. And I was like, Kirby, I'm like, you're my hero. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, a lot, everyone's going through a lot. And if we can figure out a way <clears throat> to alleviate, you know, some stress off of people. And that's why I keep doing these episodes to share with people how to show up for the Kirby's of the world who are doing it on their own, um, you know, because, a lot of times, even though we want to just write it off as people are narcissistic and they're just too into themselves, a lot of people just don't know how and they want to, but they don't know how. So if you've been watching this show, you know, I've told you many times how to do it. So go back and listen. But, um, you know, you don't need to ask to send some burritos over to the house. You don't need to ask to send some cases of water with Postmates to the house. You don't have to ask to say, can I go run some errands for you? I have a two hour window. What can I do for you? I'm I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm able. Then I'm going to say, okay, oh my God, please. Could you go pick up this prescription? Could you go do that? Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's really important. Anyhow, um, now I'm rambling, but Ryan, I think, um, I think what you guys have done with 24 hour home care is amazing. And you guys have given us, uh, a peaceful transition from, I didn't know we were even going to get my mom home or my dad. It was a really, really stressful time. And uh, I feel blessed that both of them are home and my mom's doing better and better every day. And, um, and I believe she's a miracle in progress. I wrote that on my chalkboard near her room. And I can't thank you and 24 hour home care enough for everything you guys have done. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. And uh, it's been an honor to be there side by side with you. And I know uh, when we first came on board, there were challenges and no doubt about it. And to see your mom progress from the first week to you know what, what you've shown us uh, recently, it's amazing to see. And that really goes back to my why, right? Seeing the benefit of having great caregivers yep. for my own grandmother and be able to do that for other people. That's why I do what I do. And I'm so happy that you've been able to experience that. And um, it's been great uh, working with you. And 
again, one positive of, of this whole process and in 2020 is that I've been exposed to the show. I, I didn't know that you had the show and, um, you know, I was getting real time feedback of how we were doing and how your mom was doing by listening to the show. And by doing that, just getting all these pieces of wisdom and positivity and motivation throughout the way, especially as a business owner and entrepreneur, we need that. And I, I thank you for, for what you're doing here. Thanks. I know our text threads have been so fun because everyone's like, yeah, we're better together. We were like, we're all like a team and everybody was, you know, rising to the occasions and, uh, and you guys were getting all of our lingo, which was so fun because you guys were watching, which is cool. And I think, you know, I mean, this is what we're trying to do every day. We're trying to get better at everything and caregiving is one and, um, and navigating the healthcare system is a big, big thing for us and figuring out how to do it better. So, um, Ryan, our, our mission is not completed. We're going to figure out how to get this covered. And I know that hospitals are in a tricky position right now and they need to figure this out. So I think we can get together at least with the heads of Cedars and UCLA since, uh, I've done a lot of work with both hospitals and they're both incredible and we can figure this out and then we'll go bigger with it. Well, I will leave on some good notes uh, of what's happening with with caregiving and, and paying for caregiving. So actually, uh, I think this is in 2018, Hawaii actually passed an act. I think it's called the Kapuna Act, Caregiver Act. So they, they pay uh, family caregivers, uh, I think it's $350 a week if you are employed and you're also caring for a loved one. Wow. In the state of Washington, I believe – two years ago, 2019, they passed, uh, legislature passed where they are actually going to create a long-term care fund for seniors within the state. So I think they're going to get up to 36,000 to use for home care that's or great. assisted living. Um, so they're creating a whole fund around it. And that's the first time really a state is doing something of that uh, nature, which I think is going to create a domino effect for our future states to, to do something similar. Because home care, if you look at it, compared to the cost of going to the hospital or mm-hmm. going to a skilled nursing facility, it's a lot less. Uh, and I think there's a lot of things that we can do with home care with the positive outcomes that it can do for patients, which you've seen, mm-hmm. um, and save our healthcare system a lot of money. So yeah. I think it's down the line. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some advocacy. And I'm glad Maria, that you're joining the mission, but Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. It's just, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some positive outcomes uh, and and different programs being set up to show that for it to start uh, happening. I love it. Well, Ryan, thank you so much. If you guys want to know more about 24-hour home care, you can go to www.24hourcares.com. Yep. And that's 24hrcares.com. And we will put that in the summary of this show. Um, and if you want to follow Ryan on Insta, it's at Ryan underscore Iwamoto. Um, we will put that in there as well. Ryan, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All righty. Very cool. Love that. Yeah. I um, think... Um, I think it's 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 exciting to hear that there's a little bit of movement in this space to figure it out for people. 100%. I actually found both of those um, acts he mentioned, so the um, Kapuna Caregivers Initiative and the Washington State Public Long-Term Care Fund. That's right, Washington State. And I will State. link both of those in the resources in case any of you are from those states who are listening, which 
um, you know, and you need these resources, that'd be great. And also he mentioned the um, veterans benefit, which I'll put in there too, yes. and um, caregiver resource centers. So all of those will be in the description below if you need those resources. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Maria, I was I have... paying attention. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good because we're, our goal is to make it easy for everybody, right? Like even having it in the show, yes, that's great. But then someone's got to go back and rewind and take notes and whatever. So exactly. I'm thankful that you did that for everybody. And then also keep in mind, he did talk about the Medicare Advantage program. So if you look into whether your provider, like my mom has Harvard Pilgrim Health, I'm going to call and see what they provide through Medicare. Maybe there's something I haven't seen. Yeah. And you know, know what? The, go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, I'm glad you're doing that, Maria, because the other thing, this is a Rachel Cruz hack and takeaway. Just ask. Mm. Always ask. That five minutes yeah. could save you so much money. You never know. And, you know, sometimes people may not want to like... What's the word I'm looking for? Rock the boat or rustle, ruffle feathers, but it's never wrong to ask. And, yeah. um, you know, we're going to provide a ton of resources below and check it out. Take that five minutes could save you thousands. Mm -hmm. You sound like a Geico commercial. Five minutes or more <laughs> will save you a hundred on car insurance or something. That's Isn't there Jeff. an insurance company? Oh, that? I'm sure there's a ton. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I, think it is oh, I was just going to say that. I think it's really cool. I've been able to kind of watch you like in person grow through this process and you're really becoming an expert in this whole area. And whether unfortunately, you want, I was going to say whether you wanted to or not, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's really cool and it's really inspiring. And I think Thanks. that it's really going to be special for our, our heel squad to hear. And it is, it's really Thanks. inspiring. Well, for me, I feel like, you know, I, I have just got this pattern tragedy strikes. And then I'm like, all right, how are we going to get out of this shit? How are we going to figure this out? And how are we going to now help other people with it? Because if I'm going through it, someone else is going through it. And I'm going through it in a much di different way than most people. So I recognize that. And if it's that hard for me, holy moly, I have a good support system in place. I have an incredible husband who is so amazing um, with all of this. And so I, uh, I know that these things are happening for a reason and, um, and that I'm meant to kind of figure it out and, and share. So that's what I'm trying Love to it. do. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, guys, if you haven't joined Patreon, click the link tree in my Instagram or on better together with Maria. Not only do you get ad free clips, uh, ad free shows and extra shows, but also the most important thing is those workshops, $10 a month invest in yourself this year. We have incredible access to the greatest thought leaders, healers, doctors, all that are doing these incredible workshops with us and with you on an intimate basis. So we're giving you that access. Um, and we have a lot of plans for it, for these things this year. So join us, um, and you will not regret it. Uh, if you liked today's episode, check out episode 64 with Elizabeth Gilbert. Eat, pray, love. Uh, she shared some pretty thought-provoking philosophies in her own challenging journey as a caretaker. And tomorrow we're back with body positivity advocate and yoga practitioner, Jessamine Stanley, to talk about how yoga has been hijacked by the culture, I'm apparently. Excited. She's so great. Uh, and why yoga is for everyone. And uh, in the meantime, you can follow us at Better Together with Maria at Ryan underscore Iwamoto at Jeffrey Crane Graham at Kelsmeyer too. And remember, be nice people, make good choices and be present.
Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.